Star Wars geek girls. They're geek girls that like Star Wars. Hi, this is Zoe from Star Wars Geek Girl, as usual. I'm here with Lizzie. Hello. We have a very special guest today. I'll let him introduce himself in a minute. We have Eric Walker, who played Mace Tawani in uh, Caravan of Courage and a little bit in Battle for Endor. So, Mace, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, ladies. It's a pleasure to be on your show. And we were just talking about how a big geek I am. So I think uh, <laughs> I think I'm on the right program. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun, hopefully, I think. Yes. Uh, so, because obviously, um, both the Ewok movies were very recently just put on Disney Plus. So yes, yay! A whole <laughs> lot more people get to see them. I personally just watched Caravan of Courage for the first time like a week ago, and I watched um, uh, Battle for Endor for the first time literally today. So okay, <laughs> I was really great. excited. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, I watched them when I was very, very little because. My dad had the DVD and was like, you're watching this now. I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, so that was my childhood. And I was very excited for it to come on Disney Plus because I was like, Zoe, so there's an Ewok movie. <laughs> uh, two of them that you need to watch immediately. Um, so I'm very glad that she was able to because then I also got messages from her, you know, while I was like doing homework or something. And she would just be like, wait. <laughs> One of the Ewoks died. <laughs> Blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, like, I didn't know they would die. I was really sad. Yeah, um, that was a sad scene. Yeah. That, uh, that, well, if you think about the, the Ewok movies, if you just look at them from the context that they're not Star Wars movies, that they're made out of love and they're great family films, then, then they appeal to you more rather than, I mean, they're not Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Let's just, <laughs> throw that one out there they're not like you know the the newer star wars like rise of skywalker they're not those type of films but these two movies were made uh, at the time george lucas's daughter amanda lucas i don't know if you guys did any research before you guys mm -hmm. did our show but he made these two movies for his daughter what a great dad right you know yeah. so to me they're to me they're made out of love so how can they not be great yeah i think yeah, for I me that was definitely something I could feel like I could definitely feel the love watching these movies recently it was it was really it's really nice you know to see you know films obviously created with with passion it was nice yep sorry they've, Lizzie I, I, they've go ahead and Lizzie no so yeah oh, <laughs> I was just thinking yeah I really they're definitely different from the other movies and uh, to me recently it's been a like I um, rewatched it yesterday I was, it was a good refresher. I, I've, I've always enjoyed the Ewok movies. Um, and it brought a lot of good memories back. Well, I'm glad it had good memories, except for when the Ewok dies. But yeah, that, 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 that part's very unfortunate. Yeah, the, and that made um, Amanda Lucas, his daughter, cry. And that upset Aww. George so much that he said he promised her no Ewok would ever die again on screen. Yeah. So what did oh, he do? He screen. killed... He killed the family, you know, that's yes. instead of Ewoks. No, I'm just joking. We're getting spoilers for the second movie, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, People I, yeah, I watched that today but... and I was like, oh, like, no, like today I watched it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to watch the second little Ewok movie. It's going to be so cute. And then like you all die like right in the beginning. 
it was a big turnaround it was like he got a lot you know what but he's george lucas he could do what he wants he took a lot (laughs) of flack for that ladies all the critics back in the 80s blasted him that movie we had really low ratings. It didn't do as well as the first one. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, he took a big chance, you know, but I, uh, there's a lot of elements in that second movie. I actually like the second, even though I die in it, I like the second <laughs> movie better than the first one. Because it's more you have no hard it. feelings, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I back then you have hard feelings, you know, you're upset because you work so hard, but when you, it might, my, my fate happen the weekend before they started writing the second Ewok movie. And I know you guys probably have questions, but that the, the, the decision for the family to die in the second one happened the actual weekend before they started the writing session because George Lucas, being very spontaneous, was watching a movie called Heidi with his daughter, Amanda Lucas. And then if you guys remember the old movie Heidi with Shirley Temple, if you haven't seen it, I suggest you watch it. Um, it, and in that movie, uh, Shirley Temple was an orphan who, who gets found by this hermit. And that's the whole premise of the second movie. Uh, yeah. So that's how that happened. So it just happened. If they hadn't watched that movie, it might've been a totally different <laughs> second Ewok movie. So. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Star Wars generally has a lot of like father daughter ish moments going around. And I, I very much enjoyed those. Yes, it does. It's something you could enjoy, uh, you know, as a family, which is probably the, the pill of Star Wars through all the generations mm-hmm. is, is the fact that it's very family oriented and you could watch it with your kids. Definitely. I loved, um, I love these movies, you know, very, very new to them, but I, I love them a lot. And I, um, I do have some questions about okay. behind the scenes stuff, just because sure. I, I'm a film student, so like behind the scenes, like whenever I'm watching a movie, I'm kind of thinking like, oh, I wonder what it was like behind sure. the scenes. So what what generally, I guess, is the first one, like what was it like behind the scenes of, of, of making these movies? I mean, there was some good, you know, I mean, you know, in filmmaking, you have, you know, when it comes to uh, like the assistant directors, usually one of the first assistant director is the a-hole that everybody hates. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely had that, but the guy was a nice guy. I still like him. And uh, then there's a second assistant, a director who it's a good, bo- good cop, bad cop type of thing, you know, so they get the work done and that's how they, they present themselves to the crew. And then of course the director is busy with the cinematographer and working with the actors and working, the director works with everybody. And it's very much like that. Uh, even with Lucasfilm or any other production, I, uh, I'm most well known for working on the Ewok movies, but I did, uh, I did 20 other movies. So it wasn't the only movies I did. It's just the most popular ones that, that I've done. And I, congratulations, by the way, uh, it's a uh, very daring to become a film student. Uh, I, you. at one point I thought that I might've wanted to go that direction, but I got more into music. So, and it could be a composer, but yeah, I, I did some documentary films back in the day as well myself. Uh, but it's a, it's a challenging business, but, uh, what's it like behind the scenes? It's run just like any other set. You know, you have certain protocols, you know, if you're on the crew, you're going to be working 14, 15 hour days. <laughs> so you're going to be working your butt off and, and hopefully you'll work with actors that are, are at least kind to you and don't disrespect you. And, uh, 
you'll you get to know some of the nicer actors and then some of the other actors treat you know people badly and hopefully you know they don't become too big of stars so that they don't continue to treat people badly <laughs> but uh it's uh just lucasfilm was a very prof- uh, uh, I, lucasfilm was a very professional a uh, crew and you could tell that these guys had worked with each other for a long time they knew each other they were like family it was a fun, they used to tease and joke with each other. It was a very fun atmosphere. You know, if someone, someone would be pulling a prank on, uh, on the next crew member that happened on the set. Uh, so, and, and on this, on the first movie, we were in, in Roy's Redwoods a lot. So we were up into Redwoods and uh, a lot, and there was poison Ivy there. So half the crew got poison Ivy, which was not fun. And I think that I don't think I've ever mentioned that on a podcast. So you guys have something uh, to talk about because you asked something different. Yeah. <laughs> Including the director. I didn't get poison ivy, but uh, half the crew did. So I was trying to be careful. And um, yeah. And, and the guy who directed the movie, John Cordy, he's a, he's an actor's director. And do you know what an actor's director is? Yes. Yeah. It's- someone it's an act. It's a director that knows something about acting. They study acting. So they're able to help an actor. Uh, George Lucas is more of a technical director. Uh, John Cordy was perfect for directing Caravan of Courage because he had to work with us as children and some minors. And so it was, it was better that he directed it. But George Lucas is brilliant as well, obviously. Um, look at what he's created, but he's more technical oriented. Um, so like you said, you were a child when, you know, when you were filming this. So how, you know, can I assume maybe you would, you knew Star Wars before you got into I this. did I okay. did uh, I had not seen uh, the first two movies but uh, the Caravan of Courage the Ewok Adventure was made one year after Return of the Jedi so I saw Return of the Jedi in the movie theater like a dozen times so I knew what Ewoks were and so it was it was definitely a pinch me type of moments like <laughs> I can't believe I'm involved in Star Wars I definitely knew in fact you know, the, the publicist, Lucasfilm's publicist, you know, one, one day she was on the set and she said, Eric, do you know how famous you're going to be for how and how long? And she goes, I'm going to make you famous. And I go, oh, OK, great. Thank, thank you for that. <laughs> uh, oh, you're so humble. You're, the girls are going to love you. I'm going to make you famous. OK, thank you. Well, do you know how long you're going to be famous? And I go, I don't know, maybe a couple months or a year. She goes, Eric, this is Star Wars. You're going to be famous for at least the next decade. She said that. And I got, wow. Okay. But here we are. I'm on your podcast. And she was wrong. She said the next decade, the Ewok movies were made 37 years ago. And we're talking about it today. So nobody knew that Star Wars was going to become this great, big, big, huge, you know, that lasted spanned generations and and got bought by Disney even before that. I mean, look at how big Star Wars has become even after we did Caravan of Courage. At that time, they only had three movies. And uh, the Ewok adventure, Caravan of Courage, was the very first Star Wars story. And I think that's important to point out because now you got The Mandalorian and you have all these other spinoff shows. But the real first Star Wars story was not when they did Rogue One or they did Solo or they did Mandalorian, the TV show. It was our movies were first. So we're the, we're the, we could say that, though. At least we got that to hang our hat on. Yeah, I didn't even think about it that way. That's a, yeah. that's a really good point. Um, so what you said, you know, you're excited. So what was it like being on set with all, all the Ewoks? 
you know, like little running around. Little people. And it's important to call them little people because they don't like to be called, you know, midgets or the, that type of or, or, uh, other words that are derogatory. Those are bad words. Uh, they, they, they are people. So they like to be called little people because they're just like you and me, except for they're little. Uh, they are some of the happiest people you'll ever meet in your life. Uh, they're always have a smile on their face. They're always joking. They're very jovial, especially Warwick Davis, who, you know, we were both the same age at the time. We both were teenagers. In fact, Warwick Davis's birthday, our birthdays are three days apart. Hello. You know, so, you know, I, I'm born in, at the end of January. I'm Aquarius and he's Aquarius as well. So he's born uh, February 3rd. Yeah. Three days after me, I'm January 31st. So who else is famous has my birthday? Justin Timberlake. So Justin Timberlake has my birthday. So, um, but yeah, they're very fun. They're, uh, what was it like? Uh, they're just like regular people, except for they are wearing a mask and they're in a costume. Their part's harder than my part. They are wearing, you know, they're, it's hot and they're wearing this huge furry thing. And, and, and when they would put their heads on, uh, uh, and they take them off, they come in parts, you know, the Ewoks costumes, they have a head that comes off, uh, the, uh, feet are separate. Then they have a mid, the mid torso and their hands are separate. So whenever they would get in full costume, it had to bend 10 to 15, probably 20 degrees hotter. And we were filming this in the summer and they also had these lenses on their eyes. So the second they put those heads on within 10 seconds, and they kept trying to figure out a way so that they could see because it would fog, their eyes would fog up. Within 10 seconds, they were blind. So every time you see an Ewok walking around or acting, they're blind the entire time. So can you imagine being an actor and being blind and just doing the motions? So yeah, it's a very difficult for them, a lot, lot more than me. That's... Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I love Ewoks, so I'm always excited to, to hear about them. Uh, so, like we said earlier, they were very, these movies were very recently put on Disney Plus. So what, what were your thoughts when you heard that they were going to put the Ewok movies on, on the, you know, the big streaming service? Well, I mean, we were pushing for it since, uh, since I heard Kathleen, two years ago, I heard Kathleen Kennedy at Celebration Chicago say that Disney Plus was going to be the home to all of Star Wars. So I said, wait a minute, if it's the home to all of Star Wars, why are the Ewok movies not on there? Are the Ewoks cartoons or the droids cartoons or any number of things, uh, which they released other stuff other than just the, these Ewok movies. So I started a petition and it, we got almost 5,000 signatures. And I think that that I can't say that's the sole reason. It probably had very little to do with it, uh, but I'm sure getting 5,000 signatures said something to them. So, uh, so we had the petition and that I'm sure that helped. And uh, what's it like? I'm, I'm, I'm overjoyed and I'm thrilled, not for myself, but for Star Wars fans, because now uh, they've been asking for it all this time and now they could share it with a new generation. So anything we could do to uh, get these movies out there and let the world see them and let them be in show it again, because we worked, we worked really hard making these movies. It was not easy. Uh, it was one of the hardest movies I ever did, um, for sure. I did all my own stunts. I had to uh, train. I had a trainer that they had for me to get into shape because I did all the stunts. So it was a very uh, Mace Tawani. And that's the other thing, too. Mace Tawani, there is another Mace in the Star Wars universe, Mace Windu. 
So I am the first Star Wars mace. So I'm the very first of that as well. So yeah, I'm happy. Yay. Good for <laughs> good for Star Wars fans. They and it's uh finally these movies are are being able to be seen to a new generation. And I'm more excited about that than anything. Yeah, that's I'm sure it was amazing. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um so so this um so I did read uh I did a little bit of research and I re read that. Uh, Sindel, the young, uh, young lady that plays Sindel, was cast after a, a screen test with you. Do you have any insight to what, what that process was like? From what I understand, they wanted to see, to make sure, they, want, they did a screen test to see how we'd look together, to see if we could look like brother and sister. And uh, they also wanted to see, it, to make sure, because Aubrey Miller at the time was only four years old, so she's very young. So that that was they were very worried about her age being that young. So they wanted to, to see test the waters to see how she would work. Also, see make sure we looked good together as brother and sister. Also, to make sure she wasn't afraid of an Ewok. She's only four years old. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable nowadays to think someone could be afraid of an Ewok unless you're a stormtrooper, right? No, I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> True. So, but uh, yeah, so, so they wanted to see all that. So they. Uh, had us do a screen test, and uh, I think they already picked us. I think George Lucas already picked us for the roles, but the director, John Cordy and Tom Smith, you know, just wanted to put us through the motions to make sure, you know, to do a quick test to make sure everything was going to work out. But I think George had already picked, picked us uh, based on a prior audition. So we went, th we went up to Northern California, uh, Aubrey Miller is from Northern California, so she didn't have to. I had to fly up there because I'm from Los Angeles. And um, we went up there and uh, we did the screen test. It was we were filming all day doing different scenes from the movie. Then at the end of the day, they brought out this. Uh, they said, let's make sure she's not afraid of an Ewok. So they brought out one of the <laughs> Ewoks on a stick. And she immediately ran up to the Ewok and started hugging it and, you know, thought thought it was cute and loved it. And no worries about that. That's so um, then they said, can you give us a few minutes? And then they went into one of the offices and they came out 10 minutes later and can, told us we had the part before I even came, flew back down to Southern California. So it was pretty quick. I understand they took a long time trying to find uh, the, the Sindel and Mace. They held auditions uh, in San Francisco. Of course, that's where Aubrey's from. They had auditions here in Los Angeles and they had auditions even in New York. So, but we, it's, I, I want to say it was a, that screen test was about a month before we did the filming. It was around May and we started filming. Our first day of uh, photography was June 11th, 1984 was our first day of filming. So it was pretty quick. How, how long did you film for? Just out of curiosity. We filmed... Uh, then we filmed all the way through June, uh, started on June 11th, filmed, we had a, about a week break during the 4th of July holiday. And of course, I got to go to the Lucasfilm picnic, 4th of July picnic, so that was fun. And then we started back up again for about another two weeks. So I want to say about six weeks. And then we, they did reshoots in August, another one week of reshoots. So six weeks plus one week of reshoots. And then around sometime in September, I did all the ADR work, which is looping and stuff like that. So nice. that was another week. I, had, I, was on, I was up in San Francisco doing looping for an entire week. So six, seven, 
about eight weeks total. Okay. If you add it all together. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so what, so you, um, you know, what was it like after you, when you watched it the first time and saw, you know, cause obviously they had to do like different special effects and putting it all together. So what was it like for you, like watching yourself, like in a, a Star Wars movie? They did let us come and see some of the dailies. Like they'd cut together scenes or they would have the showing dailies and a couple times they let us come. I don't think that they want us to look at it all the time, but uh, they wanted uh, Aubrey to see the work she was doing and us to, so that, you know, it could encourage us. Uh, so that was fun watching some of the dailies. Other than that, I didn't see anything else. I didn't see how the movie was put together until we were doing the ADR work. When we were in San Francisco in September, I was getting to see some of it and said, wow, this is a pretty decent movie. Um, I, for a long time, it ruined my movie going experience because <laughs> I was doing ADR work. And sometimes when you redub yourself, you don't like the second performance because you're doing the performance over again. And there's certain scenes I just don't like the performance. And that's just me being critical as an actor. Like there's a scene where, um, were there with low gray and he's shown that and those effects for that time frame were very good effects like when he's spinning the wheel and you see the gorax it's a very dramatic scene and but mace has stupid dialogue he's going like it looks like a monster or something real big where is it i hated that dialogue <laughs> hated my performance in that scene and um there's a couple other ones i didn't like but that's just me being critical as an actor now that a lot of time has passed i did see it for the first time and i watched it with my wife who hadn't seen it we've been married almost 20 years and she's never seen the movie until recently so um and i watched it with her and she said why are you so mean why are you so mean oh. <laughs> the whole time <laughs> and i said well that's that's just the character keep watching you'll see he grows and he becomes better and i'm glad that they softened because mace was even meaner and they they edited some of this other stuff that he did out so he it was I was doing too much method acting work. <laughs> did you did you, can you tell us what any of the stuff they edited out was? Now I'm curious. Um, I think there was another scene where uh, we were walking through the woods and Mace uh, he took took like a tree branch and did something to make it snap and knock them all down. Just little things oh. like that. <laughs> I think that was cut out. There was another scene. Uh, that was a mean part, but there are other scenes that were edited out of the movie. There was another scene where this was not where he's being mean, but when he went to go look, get extra medicine for Sindel, that scene was originally a scene uh, in, a, in this flower. They had these flowers that looked like these beautiful little innocent flowers, but they were man-eating flowers. And they grabbed Mace's hand and they started pulling him underneath the ground. And you could see all of it in, like inside and lava and indoor. And that oh, scene, for wow. whatever reason, didn't work out or there was too many effects or they didn't like the way it was turning it out. So that scene was rewritten by George himself. And uh, he that's when he sticks his hand in the tree and it's a tree monster. That's why he sticks the wrong hand in the tree, because later you see him with the with uh, the Ewok mother, Shodu, and she's he's telling him, don't worry about my hand or whatever, because it's red. It's the wrong hand. I don't know if you picked up on oh, that continuity I, mistake. I didn't notice that. That's really interesting, though. Yeah. So it's like the big it's the biggest continuity mistake. And plus a lot of scenes like when he's talking in the hut and one shot he has his jacket on the next shot, he doesn't have it on in the same scene. And then there's other shots where Sindel's coughing 
and she'll have the flower that Sindel gave her before he even gave it to her. And then later it's missing. Then it's there again. Then it, just, I pick up on all that stuff because, <laughs> you know, you see these movies a hundred times at screenings and stuff like that. So you catch every little detail and every little nuance and the Ewok movie had a lot of continuity mistakes. That's for sure. It's loaded well, with them. It's still a good movie. I still like it. It is a good, it is a good movie. And you can yes. get away with that stuff with music and good acting and good effects and good sound effects. Uh, you could get away with uh, with a little bit of that stuff. You can't, I mean, other things that bug me when uh, they're in the spider scenes where the spider came down and it's come after us, I could see the strings and that always bugged oh, me. I didn't so. notice that, but I'm also scared of spiders. So I was like hiding behind okay. my hands a little bit during that scene. I was like, oh no. Yeah, I, I was whole, I, that scene as a child. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and some people say, I just thought it was just part of the spider webs. You know, I guess it could be. But I was hoping with it going on Disney Plus, it would have took the time and and draw it out, you know, because they have more or do a little few things. It does look like they cleaned it up a lot. It does look like a very clean, like it is in high definition. So it does look better than I remember it. But uh, yeah, no, it's a uh, and and again, what I was about to say was when I watched it with my wife, it didn't bug me as much. I actually was a because it's been so long and I'm an adult, I was able to kind of enjoy it a little bit and I could I could see how much Mace really loved his sister you know it's very ob obvious you know he's trying to protect her and he's uh, cares a lot about his sister so yeah and I think that um that brother sister relationship was like a really strong part of it for me because I don't, I don't have a brother but I have a sister and I'm very close to her and I think you know it's always nice to see that kind of sibling real like bond showed I know Lizzie you have a brother <laughs> Uh, I do, but, but, uh, we don't take care of each other like that. <laughs> we, we fight a lot, not like bad ways, but yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think oldest. Lizzie, I think Lizzie, if you guys were stranded on some forest moon and <laughs> your parents were missing, I think you guys would change. <laughs> and it's like, a little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I think Axel watched them a while ago but he probably needs to rewatch him again. I can see him as a Mace fan. I think more of the Ewok fan. That's true. I think well, but everyone's like just watching them run around. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's true. You're, you're right. You're right. Everyone likes Ewoks. Um, I get a lot of things from uh, when it's brothers and sisters like that growing up. And they watch the movie. One of the the sister would play Sindel, and the brother would play Mace, and they would pretend like they're doing the Ewok movie. I get a lot of fans tell me that, which is always warms my heart to hear that. So, yeah, that's, that's, Axel didn't play with me like that. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> that's yeah, they're they're definitely really cute, um, which is why, as I mentioned earlier, I was surprised when there was like a lot of death in this movie, especially in the in the second one, you and um and the Tawani parents both die very early. Uh, I say spoilers if you haven't seen the movie already. Yeah. Um, but uh, so what what how did you find out that you were you were gonna die in that movie? Well, I mean, originally I was told I wasn't I was already dead and I wasn't even gonna be in the movie. Oh. Uh, Aubrey Miller's mother um Rhonda is her name she called my dad and said I have some bad news my dad's his name is Gene and and she called and said Gene I have bad news Eric's not even going to be in the movie they 
the whole family's already died. And uh, it's just they're they're doing it like the movie Heidi where and Sindel's going to be an orphan. So we were told that we weren't even going to be in the movie. So that was very, very disappointing. You know, I was very upset about it, you know, working so hard like that. And then it was like a big slap in the face. But so when they told me that they did some rewrites and Mace is going to have a small part, I was eager to do it. My agent didn't even want me to do it. Uh, and I said, no, I want to do it. I want to go up there and I want to, uh, you know, kick so much butt as Mace that, you know, and kill as many bad guys as I can. <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, his character and his style. And I said, no, I want to do it. So I went and did it. So and it, I think Mace shined a lot, even in the second Ewok movie. He became a different person already by the end of the first one. And uh, I, you know, some people uh, always, one of the things you ladies didn't bring up was I looked a lot like Mark Hamill. I looked like a lot, a lot like Luke Skywalker. And I got that the entire time when I was growing up. Oh, you look like Luke Skywalker. Um, but to me, Mace didn't have too much Luke in him. He was like a cross between Luke and a little bit like Han Solo because he was always very cocky, Mace. So he was like a cross between the two. Lizzie actually said that you look like Luke when I told her you were going to do this show. She text, I texted her and she did said, I? yeah, you did. You said, you said, oh, he looks like Luke Skywalker. So I thought it was funny that his name was, his last name was Walker. Oh, you right. Yes. That. Because I was watching, so I rewatched the movie, but I watched it with a friend and he was like, he looks like, is that, that's not Luke, is it? I was like, no, it's not, but it looks like him. And then I, yeah, I got a message from Zoe and um, I didn't realize your last name was Walker and I was like oh that's kind of fun yeah that was that was just a coincidence um, <laughs> the Walker part uh, but the looking like Luke you, you wonder if that's part of the reason why they chose me because and everybody the whole first week we were filming the first week on the set I would hear people say hey Mark and then I would turn around oh you know you're not Mark sorry about that <laughs> and even Warwick Davis's mother told me you I, I thought what's Mark doing here? Is, 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 is he going to be in it? And then she saw it was me. So, cause I had that same orange flight out outfit. So, and I did resemble a younger version of him. So I, I get it. I get the comparison. <laughs> For me, it was definitely the hair. Yep. When I had it, you know, but <laughs> oh. unfortunately, unfortunately I, you know, I got my mother's side of the family's hair. So my dad has a full set of hair, like, like uh mark but nope my mother's all my uncles were all bald so yeah that's oh. unfortunate yeah i did have nice hair back then even my <laughs> wife said what happened oh. <laughs> uh so yeah so you, you did say you you enjoyed battle for ender you said you liked it in some ways more than the first one earlier and so i'm just curious like what are your like what draws you to that movie, despite the fact that, you know, you're not a lot in it. more, lot more action. It, it it's more, the pacing is a lot more like a star Wars movie all the way throughout it. It's just a lot of laser fighting, a lot of action. Um, Joe Johnston had a lot more to do with the making of this movie than Lucasfilm probably wants to give him credit for. Uh, Joe Johnston was on a, a big part of the Caravan of Courage at the time, but he was also going to film school at, at that time at USC. George had, had uh, paid for him to go to film school directing at film school because uh, he, he had worked with him on Star Wars. 
But yeah, he was a lot more heavily involved and the Weed brothers were known for their action. They did, George had seen a movie that they did and liked there and then wanted to work with them. George was very spontaneous like that at times, like just like how he changed the, the way the second movie was going to happen. And we were supposed to do three Ewok adventures, by the way. When we first uh, started this, we were signed to do three movies. And at one point, there was a script for a third one, but it never got off the ground. They just did, after the second one bombed and people, he got mad because the way the critics were acting, I guess he just did, he decided he was too busy too, to, to, so he just shelved it. They didn't do a third one. But it would be interesting to see that script, to see which way he would have went on a third Ewok adventure. I guess it would have to be more about Sindel, though she leaves Endor at the end. So I would definitely like about, to see that. Could be more about Sindel. What well, or it could be some other adventure that happens with the Ewoks because it, it be, is their movie. Yeah, Ark, it could be more Ark, Ricket yeah. and um, oh, what's the name of the little little creature that hangs out with Teak? Teak. Teak. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Teak. So now he's got a new friend, Teak. So it could be another adventure with them too, or they could go back and find out that Mace never really died. And maybe his life monitor hey, got blown off. That could be uh, fun. Yeah. That was a big explosion. We didn't we didn't see, you know, exactly we, what happened. So. We didn't see. What if it just blew up ha half his arm off or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's a little rough, but yeah. It, well, that is a little rough. But I mean, if Boba <laughs> Fett could if Boba Fett could come back and survive the Sarlacc pit, I think Mace could, you know, survive a little blast. Exactly. Um yeah, that would be fun to see uh, what that would have looked like. Um, so what, so you mentioned earlier, like the other cartoons, did you watch like the Ewok cartoons? I like, did. Yeah. Okay. I remember when they came out, I was still fairly, you know, by then, by then I wasn't as interested in cartoons. So those, they came out, I was probably 15 or 16, but I, I think I watched uh, a couple episodes. I, I didn't see all of them. But I, I enjoyed them and I could see how they were taking elements in the cartoons from the movies, like the, the Wisties, you know, the Queen Azarina from the Wisties is in the cartoon as well. Yeah, so, I've, um, I've yet to watch this, but I, I'm definitely going to soon. They're, uh, they're well made. You'll enjoy them. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the Ewok movies do, they have influenced other Star Wars, you know, in Clone Wars and Rebels and the Mandalorian, they take the blurgs. Yes, they from did. From the second movie. Yeah, they, they did. did. Um, and, and just things like that, that I... I think are interesting and, and one huh? sorry uh, just to, just to me uh i don't know why but you know when i was um looking back like just trying to remember the movie because i hadn't watched it in a while i always thought that the uh the bad guys in um the second movie just always look like weak ways um and uh good point Something well, else. even in the Mandalorian, uh, the uh, there was an episode uh, with these like dog looking type creatures. Uh, it was in the episode where he went off to that planet where he first met Cara Dune mm -hmm. and they were helping the village. Those bad guys kind of reminded me a little bit. They were smaller, but they reminded me of the Marauders, the way oh. they were. Rrr, yeah. From yeah, the second one. Did. I knew they had some elements. Yeah. And yeah. then there's a there's another there's another scene uh, near the end of the Mandalorian where that creature uh, uh, Grogu helped. Remember he uh, Grief Karg got bitten by that creature that was flying around. That creature kind of reminded me of the creature that oh, tried right. to take Sindel. Mm -hmm. Right. So I mean, 
Yeah, they did. They definitely were looking at the Ewok movies for inspiration. I think even at one point, uh, I know he said this is a joke. So, uh, but at one point, uh, John Favreau said at Celebration, his biggest inspiration in doing the Mandalorian was Caravan of Courage. He actually said that on stage. I don't know if you remember that, but I know he said it as a joke. Um, there was also a comic that was out. I don't remember what comic, but it did have that giant monster the from Gorax. the first movie. Yes. Yeah. So I thought that yeah. was interesting because I saw it. And I was like, that guy looks very familiar. Yeah, the forces of destiny had an episode with Gorax in yes, it. Yes, that was yes. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do think there's a lot to draw inspiration from in, in Caravan of Courage, not just, uh, you know, like the creatures and stuff, but I also think it's a really, you know, even like divorced from Star Wars, I think it's such a, a great classic narrative of, of a journey and putting together a party, almost like old Westerns, you know, like the Magnificent Seven or Samurai yes. movies where they gather together people of, of different skills and go on a, on a journey to accomplish mm-hmm. something. And I think, I think there's a lot of inspiration to be, to be drawn from that you know even the, you know the mandalorian which we mentioned it's about you know the mandalorian kind of going along to to complete this this journey for himself and he gathers right. you know, some friends along the way and i think there's definitely you know elements of that in caravan of courage for sure and i'm and i'm sure i'm sure that when we were ma- they were making caravan of courage they were inspired by stuff that came before them like a lot of the tolkien books like you know lord of the rings and all that other stuff they probably got inspiration or the Hobbit or whatever. They probably got inspiration from those type of stuff as well. Um, so yeah, everybody gets his inspiration from each other. That's, that's definitely true. Yeah, and it, I think it's just such a, it's such a great, you know, great story about, about family and, and things like that. And then, you know, the second story about with Sindel, you know, is about kind of, you know, even though she's still very young, it's about growing up a little bit and, and yep. learning things and i think that's really cool really great message. and she did yeah and she did a really good job on the second movie so that's great absolutely and she, yeah. she's just so adorable <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah so a lot of um a lot of great stuff do you have any uh any other any stories you you know you want to tell about about these movies now that you know they're on disney plus and hopefully a lot more people will get to see them um, I, you know, I just hope that everybody realizes that these were made for television and that, and if you look at them in context, uh, that they were for television, they were very advanced for when they were made. They, they, nothing on television looked like that back then. So nowadays we're so used to sci-fi and how advanced everything is and how wonderful it looks. But if you go back and realize these films are 40 years old, so they hold up pretty well, just Sit back, relax, enjoy them. Watch a great family show that you could enjoy with your family. You could experience, you know, uh, what uh, the the story is, which you, which is which Bur- has Burl Ives doing a narration, and Burl Ives is talking about, you know, the whole message of the movie is that you know the strongest forces in the universe are courage, courage and love and familyness, and that's what these movies are about. So look at them like that then you won't be disappointed and it's something to share with your it's a uh, look at it it's for with your family and that's it. So that, that's what I would say. Don't think you don't turn the movies on thinking you're there to watch the next Mandalorian. Are you there to watch the next, uh, 
you know, Star Wars movie. It's a, it's definitely a Star Wars story and journey, uh, which I think everybody's prepared for now. I'm actually kind of glad they didn't release them sooner. I'm glad we got more. I'm glad we got Rogue One. We got Solo. We got some the two seasons of The Mandalorian, and, and we're getting more. St- we're getting away from all the. Um, it's not that it, we want to get away from it because we love those elements of Star Wars, but we're getting into. There's some. There's other things other than Jedi and the Force and stuff like that. Yeah, those are usually my favorite, more uh, favorite stories is getting away from the Jedi. So I think that's also yeah. why I very much enjoy things like Rebels and, you know, the Ewok movies yes. and such. Yeah, because it helps us relate. I think it helps us relate more. Yes. Yeah. It's away like, from the Jedi drama. Yeah. <laughs> the political drama. <laughs> yeah. And, and like you said, with the effects, definitely, I, you know, because... Not, not that I, I don't wasn't like looking down on it, but I had certain expectations about a made-for-TV movie from the '80s, you know, and I was really surprised by how well the effects held up, you know. And yeah, I, thought, I mean, you're still talking about ILM here, so here you go. Yeah. It's, it's 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 the the effects company that started it all, yeah. and they did over they did they did a lot of work. I mean, there's there's beautiful matte paintings in this movie. You really get to see the forest moon of Endor in it. There's, I believe it. I believe there's 150 different drawings in this movie, which is a lot. I, I know there's 150. That's a lot. Yeah. Definitely a lot of, of care going into this, yep. um, into this movie. I think one thing, and I, I do want to mention from my my research was that the original uh, working title for this was the an Ewok holiday special, which they changed because of the reputation of the original holiday special uh, and i don't know if you know anything about that but I thought well that i mean well i mean they didn't call it the special but they called it an ewok holiday movie holiday movie okay yeah so but a special was more like that special that was on cbs and that definitely was a special but yeah you're correct though so your research is good it was called an ewok holiday movie and it was originally supposed to air during christmas not around the thanksgiving time because the original ending of the movie, which is another deleted scene, by the way, the way the movie originally ended was that scene that Mace has where he, where he says goodbye to that that uh, Weesty, the Queen Isarina. That was originally supposed to be Mace was supposed to. They're doing the party scene where, where so it, they do the party scene. Then Mace goes outside and the last scene of the movie was they reversed it. So Mace was supposed to say goodbye to Queen Isarina. And then he turns around and he looks up in the sky and you'll see how Mace turns around and looks up in the sky. And if you pause it or watch really closely, you start to see a snowflake. I could see it. They almost didn't cut it all out. But the original ending was supposed to start snowing. And then Wicket comes out of the hut with Sindel and all three of us were dancing in the snow as it snowed. That's how it was supposed to end. And they shot the scene and you could kind of catch it, but they, I could still watch it. If you go watch it a couple times, the ending where Mace turns around and his eyes are looking up to the sky, you look, you start to see it starts to snow. But they, so they didn't get it all out, but that was the original ending. So that's wow. I'll have to rewatch it and look for, look for snowflakes. That's amazing. I had no idea. Wow. It's so fun. Um, It's exciting. I'm so, so thankful that you were here with us today. No, my pleasure. It was, it was a really great time. I'm glad to, to learn a lot more about the Ewok movies, which I, I you know, only recently again saw, but very exciting. 
They're your favorite well, Star Wars movie, right? <laughs> I, it's hard for me to pick favorite Star Wars movies, honestly, because I have they all have special places in my heart, and these these movies definitely yes, have. Just say yes. Yes. Then. All right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were they were great, and I'm I'm gonna make everyone watch them now because they're on Disney Plus. <laughs> That's uh, that's that's the whole thing for a new generation to learn them and enjoy them and share them with family. So that's the power. That's the power of Star Wars, which is which is the most beautiful thing of everything. So I'm glad you did get to see them and I'm glad you liked them. Yeah, it was always something that I'd heard about. I heard like, oh, there's Ewok movies. And I just like my dad didn't happen to have, you know, the tapes or the DVDs for him. Yeah, so they're was, out of print. Yeah, they're yeah. Hard to find. So I just never got around to seeing them. And Lizzie was always telling me, like, "Oh, I'm gonna make you watch the Ewok movies." <laughs> um, then we just never got around to it until they came out and on Disney Plus now, and got to see them. And it was I was really excited because uh, it was that's um, great. Yeah. So it's it felt like one of those like legends you hear, you know, like oh they're out there somewhere the Ewok <laughs> movies, and I yeah. finally finally captured them, brought them in. So exciting. <laughs> Uh, well thanks for having me ladies do you have any other questions i i really can't think of any i'm lizzie do you have any questions well i think i'm I like I asked just a lot. really loved listening to uh your stories yeah absolutely you're, you're a great storyteller I, <laughs> thank, thank you. you very much <laughs> no my pleasure i i'm honored to be on your show and it's uh I'm, I'm glad that everybody gets a chance to see the movies and talk about them again. So it's a, it, ho- it does hold a special place in my heart as well. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll, we'll wrap up then. Thank you again so much. Is there, do you have anything um, you, you'd like to, to tell viewers or listeners, I guess, before. Well, we I mean, in tribute, in tribute to the Ewok movies coming out. Uh, I am a composer. I do music. I have released a new single called Dare to Dream in a Galaxy Far, Far Away. So I invite all of your viewers to go find the music video. It's online at on YouTube. And uh, if you look, it's, just type in Dare to Dream in a Galaxy Far, Far Away. And there's a, I, I do a little cameo back as Mace again. And that should be fun. And it's a, it's a great, great dance track. And uh, I have a, another album. Uh, the whole album should be out later this year for you guys to, to, uh, listen to it so thank you i just wrote that down i'll have to look at look into it thank yeah. you so much um i guess you we'll do it. our our plugs here the star wars geek girl podcast we have a facebook page star wars geek girl twitter and instagram at sw geek girl uh, the website star wars geek girl.com we do i do like a, a quizzes and articles and there is we are doing a, a helmet giveaway for a clone wars helmet which you can find more about there and enter into that if you're interested nice uh lizzie do you want to do your family family (laughs) yes so the rogue rebels plugs uh you can find us wherever you find star wars geek girl uh instagram at the rogue rebels twitter rogue rebels fam uh twitch my dad does uh some gaming with sims and battlefront and stuff Uh, played fortnite the other day because i've made a twitch account and subscribed so Wait, Dad played Fortnite, or I, I got it. I got a notification that said that Rogue Rebels was playing Fortnite, and I was like, I have schoolwork to do, but I got the notification. Dang, it might have been Axel, but uh, uh, at Rogue Rebels TikTok at the Rogue Rebels and the Rogue Rebels.com, or uh, you can see all the posts that my dad makes about making costumes and the events we do. and. Uh, podcast updates. He did a good one about Hera today. So 
Yes. Only a couple days after I did my hair up, but whatever. It's okay. <laughs> it's just a thief. Just kidding. Uh, yeah. So again, Eric, thank you so much for coming on with us and telling us all about your Ewok experience. Uh, so I had a lot of fun. I hope you had fun too. I did. Thank you okay. guys. Great. Thank you so, Appreciate so much. It's yes. nice meeting you. Yeah, it, it was, was, it was nice. Hopefully we'll see each, see each other maybe at a convention someday, maybe, maybe. at the next celebration, if you guys oh, come. So. so I'm planning on going to celebration. It depends on school. Um, yes, but again, you. thank you. I hope we'll see you Got again. It. Really nice time. Really nice meeting you. Uh, we'll sign off. Thank you to the listeners for listening to us. Make sure you check out uh, Eric's music and all the stuff that me and Lizzie said, which we say every time. Um, Thank you so much uh, for listening. May the force be with you and goodbye. Goodbye. All right. Bye, ladies. Star Wars Geek Girls. They're geek girls that like Star Wars. And sometimes cry.